Hey folks, join us at the Radio Carom Trivia Night on Friday the 1st of March at the Carom Patterson Lake Sports Pavilion. Tickets are only $25 per person and includes entry into our door prize and a drink on arrival. Wonderful. Don't pass up this opportunity to win bragging rights for the rest of the year and win some fabulous prizes. Tickets are still available at Radio Carom's website, radiocarom.org. We'll see you there, folks. Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Carom, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Carom. Tune in. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Craft of the Draft podcast. We're up to episode three now and if you haven't checked out the first two episodes, we touched on the top five boys from each Vic Metro club and each Vic Country club. That was episodes one and two respectively. And this week we turn our attention and next week we turn our attention to the girls and we're going to start with the top five girls from each Vic Metro club. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Nathan Seppi, joined by my other co-host, John T. Ralph Smith and... Jonty, girls football continues to grow and grow and we saw that last year, a terrific, terrific end with that grand final where we saw the quality on display. We saw at the end of the year the under-17s future game as well and this metro region is building really nicely. So let's let's get straight into it. We'll start with the call to cannons. Yeah, it's going to be a, a super draft I think they're talking about in 2024 in terms of the talent. It certainly is very, very obvious and has been for a couple of years how strong this crop is. At the call to cannons, the main player to talk about is Kyla Forbes. She's got a beautiful left foot, a sweeping left foot. She takes the game on and is ready for a big 2024, I think. I really liked what I saw from her in 2023, she's really good in tight spaces, able to get the ball out. She's got that power and she's also good at hitting the scoreboard as well. So a goal-kicking midfielder is something that everyone loves. Played Vic Metro as a bottom major as well, which underlines her class. Touch on Maddie Albrecht, who you notice her with that speed. She's so electric through the middle when she goes. So she, you, you notice her football just by the way she kind of takes the takes the game on and allows herself to get herself involved. So quick and small, but that, and that's the way to define her, but she does it really well. And people at Calder, we went out and did a, a recording session to get some content from the Calder Cannons girls. So keep an eye on our channel for some of that to get drip fed throughout the year, said that she seemed to have gained even more pace over the summer, which is hard to imagine because she was already up there. I would argue was one of the quickest players in the girls' competition. It'll be interesting to see the testing day results, what she runs the 20 metre in, because I think it'll be up there. But certainly what she does up forward is a real asset for Calder. And if they're going to kick some big scores, I expect she'll be involved, not just with that speed, which enables her to set up goals, but also with her pressure to cause repeat stoppages and keep the ball inside 50. Ava Gerrada, very aggressive intercept defender and does that role really well. She's 
trialed during the preseason up forward. Where's her football going to take her as the year goes on? Yeah, I think she's one who, after playing some footy up forward in 2023, will go back in 2024. That's where her her best footy has been played throughout her career, both Coates League and locally. That's where she looks a lot more natural. So I think we'll see her back down there and that's that's where she can really take those marks. She can cause turnovers. She can cause panic among opposition forwards as well with that strength and physicality that she brings to the contest. And then she's got a good kick as well, a really strong kick, a penetrating kick to clear defensive 50. So I expect that she'll be one that if Calder are up against it a little bit, she'll become a real important presence down there. Grace as a party, one that was pretty much cemented in Calder's backline as 2023 went on and a really good rebound defender that has a really nice kick outside of D50 and utilizes that to her advantage, just smart with her exit strategies. Where's the expansion with her football in 2024 going to lead her? Yeah, well, I think the big thing with her is, like you say, she was that rebound defender in 2023, but the belief is among people inside the four walls of the quarter cannons is that she's really good in traffic. She's good in tight and they want to sort of promote that skill set, but also that decision-making. She makes good decisions. She doesn't panic under pressure. So they do want to put her in positions where she can showcase that. So get her to contests, put her in the midfield and show that she's poised, she's composed and will make good decisions. And and that'll lead to some good things for the cannons. Others for Calder that will pop up throughout the year that you expect to just see things tickle, trickle along. Well. Yeah, yeah. So I think Jayla Rutley is the main one to to touch on there. So obviously she's got really good shutdown ability. She's really strong and she averaged 5.8 tackles a game. So that speaks to how good she is defensively. And then they've got a couple of 19-year-olds who are returning in Amelia Wright and Ali Spegan who will share the ruck duties. They're really excited about them. But if you want to hear more about some 19-year-olds who have signed VFLW contracts, some who on the boys' side might be mid-season prospects and some who are returning to VFL, or sorry, to Coates League clubs, then tune into our podcast in a couple of weeks because we will be touching on some of those 2005-born talents and where they've ended up, whether it's State League, back at Coates League, footy or otherwise. Exciting. Stay tuned for that one. Moving now to Easton, who agonizingly close to a premiership last year and them, along with Oakley, who we'll touch on pretty much straight after them. Look, they're stacked again. They'll go the distance you imagine, and if not the distance, very, very close to it. You have to start at the top with Georgie Brisbane, who really did have her moments in 2023. Definitely a player that, in terms of a forward, she thrives off. She's a byproduct of good delivery, and she really capitalizes on it. I think there's still a lot more to explore with her football because I do think there were times in 2023 where probably couldn't get her rhythm and her momentum going. So I think there's still a lot of scope with her game because she's she's one that will take on that contested role even more and learn and build on that. So excited to see where she where football takes her because she's a pretty exciting prospect that I think will eyes will be on her pretty quickly. We talked um, we talk about so much about. Ash Centra, and you know, we'll probably talk about a contested marking next week. But if Ash Centra isn't the best contested mark in the girls' talent league this season, then it's Georgie Brisbane. What she provides up forward for the Rangers is outstanding. So I'm really looking forward to what we see from her. For a 10-minute period in the third quarter, and I think I've spoken about this a couple of times, probably more so off the record, but for a 10-minute 
period in that third quarter of the under-17s game at Frankston. She absolutely turned it on and was the best player on the ground by the length of the Flemington straight, just took the game by the scruff of the neck, kicked a couple of goals in that period. And yeah, hopefully she can put it together, string together some consistent footy. She's a real leader as well. When we did the Eastern Rangers content shoot, I think that was something that was really obvious to me was how big a leader she is for them. But yeah, her ball handling and her her understanding of leading lanes inside 50 is, is something which sets her apart. And then the other one who's in the AFL Academy, or the, the player who is in the AFL Academy, Georgia Brisbane, of course, in the Vic Metro Summer Training Hub, uh, is, is Grace Babar. And, and her run and energy coming out of the back line is something which is is really important for Easton, but probably more so is her ability to shut down. And I know you've been big on this, particularly throughout 2023, Nathan, is that she's really well balanced and she's a defend first player. We know a lot of halfbacks like to offend and, and show what they're able to do with the ball, but what she does without the ball, equally if not more important. I latched onto her in preseason last year, and that was that game against Standing On where, and I still don't think I found a player, boys or girls, that has the same intensity Grace does when it comes to her one percenters. She will follow up and chase up every ball until it's won, and it's it's just the little things she does that I think she does better than anyone else in the competition. And like you touched on, she's excellent defensively. Arguably had a best game in the talent league in the grand final, which shows she lives up to the big moments, still has another level in 2024 to give. So that run and drive will always be there for her. And over everything, I just think it will be those one percenters that lift her and elevate her up the ranks as the year goes on, because she'll always be well known for that run and drive and will always stay with her game. It's those other little things she does that are extremely underrated in this system. Yep, no, absolutely. Grace Balleny, another one who's got a lot of presence and she she played some really good footy. Her ability to take marks and jump high and, and kick it and find targets was something which is really good. She, she just looks classy when she plays footy. So she's one who is really exciting with ball in hand and, and she does have that X factor about her. She she won the best on ground in her local grand final for Linda Fernie Creek last year and, and hopefully she's one who can really elevate and I, I think at least get that Vic Metro trial at minimum this season. 100%. An ultra competitive player as well that has a scope to be in that midfield as well, but that resting inside forward kind of role yeah. as well. Leads really well. Good above her head is not a lot to dislike about the way she plays. And I, and I think we kind of saw how good she can be towards the back end of 2023 and a lot left. And it's scary to think that that Eastern team went pretty deep with a lot of raw bottom ages in that sense. And that double bottom de- ages. Yeah, that was still developing their game. So a big preseason for those girls. So, yeah, she's one that... 100% fits in that category. Yeah, Georgia Knight is another one up forward. So we've talked about, obviously, Brisbane and, and Balony plays up forward as well. But Georgia Knight, um, 21 goals in 2023, including two bags of four, one of those being against the eventual premiers, the Oakley Chargers. So she's one that just adds so much energy into into that forward 50. Both, you know, her goal celebrations is the obvious thing that comes to mind. But even the way she plays her footy, the ability to get separation. And she's one who... I think in terms of, of what she does at ground level, I think will be really important. They obviously don't have Alicia Pisano anymore. who's gone on to bigger and better things, but she's she's going to, I guess, try and assume that role to, to the best of her ability. And it'll be interesting to see how far she does go because she's one who does have lots of avenues to go and she'd be pretty difficult to match up on. She, she kicks the ball around the corner pretty well, which is a good asset in the girls' game. 
She's also good at dad jokes. If you haven't, if you, if you <laughs> go to go to our go to our channel yeah. if you want to see her say some dad jokes. She's pretty good at that as well. But funnily, that does match her personality. She's yeah. very bubbly and one that brings an energy on the field. You do feel her, and she'd be she'd be a terrific teammate in general. And and yeah, I'd add that separation is something I think adds to her game that she does read the flight of the ball well, where she yeah. knows where to sit off and knows when to attack the ball really well. So. Excited to see how she advances her game and really staples herself as, you know, the next Alicia Pisano of the competition as that small forward role. So excited to see where her football takes her. Evie Parker is one that could, as the year goes on, get similar comparisons to what Hayley McLaughlin did. Just a real workhorse up and yep. down the wing and and that's something she's built as the years have gone on. It's just a really elite aerobic capacity. But She'll continue to build on her fundamentals as well. So a lot to like with Evie. She's a bit taller than Haley was as well. Yeah. So she's got height to her advantage. Yeah, certainly. And and like like you say, like and Evie's not the not the only one who has the ability to take her footy to the next level and isn't the only one with that aerobic capacity that you talk about that the Eastern Rangers have got. So it'll be interesting to see who she plays on the wing with because Emma Stilvey and Stacia Stevenson are a couple that come to mind that are high forwards and, and have that sort of ability to to get up the ground and play their role really well that could actually go onto the wing. And, and I'll start with Stacia Stevenson. I think it's her pressure that's something which is really good and, and she delivers it really well inside 50. And then Emma Stilvey, she also plays Vic Premier Cricket for Box Hill, by the way, but she's really skinnily built. But, yeah, she's got that um, aerobic capacity as well and, and she's one who has, I guess, got the the kicking efficiency and, and the class below her knees as well to, to hold her in really good stead. Yeah, great finisher around goal and a super self-driven character. So has a lot of capacity in her game to build a really versatile brand that can move around the ground and probably the... The last one, well, two two more that I want to quickly mention, but Mackenzie Board, had, she'll be playing as that main ruck this year. Yeah. And we, we saw her play that second ruck to Jess Vukic at the back end of 2023. Yep. A really good tap ruckman, so great technically with her craft and can get it going forward. Also, it's the scoreboard. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, exactly. 10 goals in her 14 games. So, yeah, she can rest forward and she did have to do that with Jess Fukic, obviously taking the primary mantle last season. But she's a real physical sort of player as well. And, and I think when you sort of meet her, you, you understand that and that's something which is going to hold her in good stead. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes this season in terms of her forward ruck split because she has got the ability to outmuscle her opponent, whether it be in the forward line or the or the ruck. And, and Molly, Molly Patterson, another one to round out that really strong Oakley top-end sort of talent. Oakley. Uh, Easton. Easton. Right, getting ahead of myself. But, yeah, she's she'll be, she'll be a pretty good utility player for the Rangers. She's learning to play a variety of roles as the year goes on. We'll play a majority in the midfield, but did – play a bit of backline in 2023. So exciting to see where her football takes her and Easton still have even more underneath that in their bottom age crop. So exciting to see where they end up at the end of the year because they will be looking for a bit of revenge, you'd have to admit, after that loss in the grand final. Move on to Northern and we'll start from the top with Zoe Hargreaves who easily the barometer of that team if you watched Northern last year, she's stands out that easily the way she attacks the footy a natural footballer I think just just the way she goes about it works really well in transition a great outlet player in general so and also the defensive pressure probably something about the game as well that I think needs to be highlighted 
exciting to see how she advances it because she was really prominent in that Northern team and was arguably one of their best players during 2023. Yeah, certainly. Just an explosive clearance winner. So 5.3 clearances per Coates Talent League game in 2023 and 11 contested possessions. So she's someone who's really important in the midfield, got the opportunity to represent Vic Metro as a bottom major, played in the All-Stars game as well. So she's well regarded already in the talent pathway system, but she might be seen as a high back at times in 2024. So that's where the versatility to her game might come into it um, using her sort of power off that half back line. Would you believe that last season was the first that she first that she had in the Northern Knights program. You wouldn't believe it, would you? Because she's one who just looks so natural at the level and and looks like she has had that background for a couple of years in the Futures program and that sort of thing. But, yeah, one to keep a close eye on. Holly Ridewood as well is, is another one that we ought to touch on. So she finished third in their best and fairest. She's versatile and really athletic. But the big thing I think that separates her is she's a winger, but she's not afraid of the contest. She's not afraid of winning the hard ball. She averages 4.3 tackles per game and 7 7.1 contested possessions, which is, I think, elite for an outs- outside player. And another one who had her first year in the program last year. So these Northern girls seem to be adapt- seem to have adapted pretty well to, to Coates League footy and will be better for the run last year and-, and no doubt ready to take that next step in 2024. Well, 100%. Makes an impact going forward as well. One that just reads the drop of the ball really well. So, yeah, exciting. Yep. And, and like you say, with only one year in the system, they'll – have only got the only keep getting better and they'll just find themselves by the end of the year as some of the elite players in this league. Yep. Winnie Buckley really clean at the contest. One that again just improved as twenty twenty three went on and was one of Northern's stronger girls. Shows she can win a hard ball. She's a tough player. Tough is a really good summary for for her. I remember going out to Parade College last year and watching a Northern intra-club match. I reckon she must have laid about 20 tackles. She's so good in that sweeper role. In the middle, she's a tackling machine, averaged 6.6 per Coates Talent League game last year. Really coachable is the word out of the Northern Knights. And, yeah, she's she's just got an excellent attitude as well. So she's one to keep a close eye on. She's got a couple of years of experience in the program, and you do see that come through with her game sense and awareness as well. Talia Plunkett, probably one of the main four in, in that northern team. A really good offensive threat. Another one that's really hard at the contest as well. Provides a good outlet in transition. A lot to like with her game. Yeah, northern are going to be sneaky good in the midfield this year when you think they're going to have Hargreaves, Winnie Buckley and Talia Plunkett all in there um, at the at their best, Would you would assume. So, yeah, certainly Talia Plunkett is one who has a good tackle technique. She's, she's really competitive. And not only is she good in the contest, but she complements the other two well in that her in-out ability is is really good. She's really balanced, and she's able to get the ball, then take it out of the out of the congestion as well. So she does average three point one clearances and seven point two handball receives. So she's someone who can use it really well by foot, and uh, I guess that's an area of her game she'll look to to continue to develop. And, and we might see her up forward as well because she does have that goal sense. Um, I guess if you're going to list off a couple of others, you probably You'd probably talk about Mary Robinson, I suppose, up forward as that sort of hit-up player and, and Kira Lemire. So keep an eye on those couple of players. Uh, so you, you, you would think that Northern have, have put themselves in a pretty good position for, for 2024 with the exposure of some of those players, not just those players, but a little bit like what you said with Easton. They've got some double bottom ages. Phoebe Hargraves, a sister of Zoe, for example, who have had some really strong exposure already. 100% and they made finals last year so they're, yep. they're definitely 
They were a threat last year. They'll be a threat again this year. Now moving to the 2023 Premiers who only get better, which is pretty scary for the rest of the competition in Oakley. A lot to go through here. Yeah. I mean, this one... It, it, this one's hard along with Eason. We say top five. This is quite hard to give a top five. There are so many girls who could end up as a top five player in this team yep. come the end of the year. But we have to start with grand final best on ground, AFLW Academy, Sienna Tallaridi. Yeah. She's she's elite and that's the word you have to identify her with, with the habits she has on the football field. Just a terrific intercept, intercepting ability. Terrific kid. She'll get more midfield time as well in 2024. What isn't the header like about her? Because she's just such an exciting uh, exciting and just really well-rounded player that executes so well. Executes outstandingly. Yeah, that grand final performance was out of this world. It was just every single time it felt like Easton looked to go forward or got a little bit of momentum, she would take an intercept mark. And like you say, she kicks it well. So she would she would find a target and, and has a really long kick as well out of the back half. So that's something that's really important for Oakley. But she's one who's already really strongly built as well. So that's another element to her game. She's really physical, so hard to beat one-on-one and, and really irrepressible. So she gets into position early uh, if you look at her on the football field and, and like you say really well rounded what's next for her would be to to dominate the national champs she did the same way that she did the the grand final of the Coats League but that's a pretty tall task as she set the benchmark pretty high indeed at Icon Park that day. Definitely my favourite charger and I was big on her from 2023 and you know, along with Georgie Brisbane probably the top two key forwards in the competition in Emma McDonald who does not drop a contested mark. One yeah. of those players who, like it could be coming at them from any angle, but it'll just land in their hands no matter what. I guess the next step for her is just really zoning in, executing every time with her kicking because that could that was the one thing that was letting her down at times. But she always makes scoreboard impact. She's not one that will let you down. She'll impact the game. She's got the versatility to play as a centre half back as well this year, and I think we will see that as the year goes on. Show her defensive capabilities because we know offensively she's so strong. Yeah, you talk about her scoreboard impact, but also the ability to become a little bit more accurate. 14 goals probably doesn't do justice to how dominant she was last year. That's 1.1 goals per game. So, yeah, she'll she'll look to become a, a, a. even bigger threat in 2024 in the AFLW Academy as well. She averaged 3.8 marks per game. So that talks to, I guess, how good she is in the air, like you talked about. She kicked four goals against the Northern Knights, and she also had a really strong game for Vic Metro where she kicked a bag as well. So when she's on, she's on, and she really rides that wave of momentum. So they're clearly the top two, you'd say, for Oakley, and then below that you could throw a blanket over eight or nine of them who were all in sort of that category um, that that really could push into Vic Metro as well. We'll run through a few of them and we'll start with Maggie Marnie, who's an aggressive midfielder, probably one of the bravest players in the competition. She she puts her head over the footy. She's she's really strong and, and often she's the one that comes out with it and extracts it and sets up her teammates. Physical and dynamic, state hockey player as well. So she was balancing that last year. So she didn't even play the full season. She was going between sports, so... She, she'll be committed to footy this year, but she's got a lot under her belt in terms of she knows she's got a good aerobic capacity with that hockey background. Great inside meter. I think we haven't really touched, like even got to the surface with her football. So yep. exciting prospect. Where do you even look now? Yeah. I, I'm 
Oh, we'll just go back and forth here because this is yep. there is a lot here. Abby Vicino, who surprisingly and maybe unsurprisingly to a lot that inside the club, but as an outsider, she finished very high in the league BNF. She was a very consistent performer, really good leg speed and lateral movement in her game. Just a general great runner, and she gets to contest to contest really quickly, and kicking lanes. So those are that's that's a really good style of her game that stands out. So. One that will, I think she's got the respect now that she deserves after a really consistent 2023 and she'll zone in on exactly what makes her game shine. Yeah, certainly. She's a very powerful player and I guess if she didn't have the respect already, then I think she's gained, gained she will gain the respect very quickly and, and has gained respect within the club with how she's approached pre-season. She's been one who has really impressed with the way she's gone about it in the 2024 pre-season. So I expect to see her come out firing at the start of the season. We'll go now to Sarah Pousty, who I think playing between the mid and, and the wing, she's a capable inside player, a capable outside player. She's a good breakaway sort of player as well, and she's a workhorse. But she's she's also very good aerially, so she can take a mark, and I think that's a really good feature of her game. We, we talk about it with players not enough uh, when it comes to midfielders and forwards, how, how they can impact in the air, but she's certainly one who, who can do so. Well, just general great grunt work, great yeah. grunt work as well, and she'll improve on her ground balls a bit because she's great aerially, but... It'll be that focus on the ground and how she wins it down low and just a supreme athlete in general. So one that will always be on the radar as 2024 continues. Emily Gladman, that's who yep. I'm going with next. Yep. Oh, it's hard to pick here. Came, everyone, took everyone by surprise when she went to Queen Elizabeth Ozel and Neither of us were able to watch this game, but we head on to the stats and see nine goals one, and we're like, "Is this is just like unbelievable?" Yep. Nine goals is where she was put on the map. But besides that one game, Bryn's pressure and a great kick for goal, evidently. Yep. But has can play mid forward rotation, and and she'll spend time pretty deep inside forward fifty and play that role where she was executing. At the end of 2023, yeah, I think you've you've put you've hit the nail on the head there with Emily Gladman. Hopefully, she she does prove that that wasn't a flash in the pan performance, and I think we have seen enough glimpses to suggest that she will be able to do it a bit more consistently. Now, probably a charger who put her name on the on her map on the map a little bit later in the season, but was very hard to take her take your eyes off once you you did realize how good she was. Was Charlotte Brewer? In defence, she's one who's very competitive. She's hard to beat in the air. She defends first. She isn't one who likes to sort of break away and, and you know, get the ball and kick it clear defensive 50. She's one who, who will be really accountable to her opponent and, and doesn't allow them separation. She applies a lot of pressure. She she can play on a variety of opponents. She, she isn't, um, I guess, disturbed by the challenge of some of the bigger names in the competition. She's really composed. She's got a really good mindset. And I think she's she's got a really good CV. And, and I guess you'd say that that's headlined by the way she was able to shut down Alicia Pisano in the Coach Talent League Grand Final last year. Now, you'll 
you'll go to the app and you'll say, yes, but, you know, Alicia Pisano still kicked three goals. Like, did you really close her down? But you'd say that Charlotte Brewer comfortably won that battle. And when the game was there to be won, particularly in the first couple of quarters, Charlotte Brewer came out on top. It was only a little bit later in the game we sort of felt like Oakley had it just about wrapped up where, yeah, Alicia Pisano kicked a couple and did look a little bit dangerous. But by and large, when the ball came in and they were one-on-one, you'd say Charlotte Brewer won the contest more often than Alicia Pisano and not many players were able to shut down Alicia Pisano last season. She kicked three goals every game no matter who she played on. But yep. that, you are right. She w- did definitely win that contest. Two two more that I just want to quickly talk about. Jacinta Baxter plays the win and half forward really well. A strong runner and that's noticed in her running patterns. Yep. A general hard worker and Lucinda Smith capable of playing on the win in 2024, working on an aerial contest as the year goes on. So, yeah, look, if Oakley aren't there at the end of the season, be very surprised. They're very stacked. And the team now, they're crosstown rivals, crosstown, so cross suburb, yeah. cross suburb rivals. Sandy Dragons, who didn't make finals last year, but had one of the hardest draws in the yeah. competition. But I think this year they are primed to make a really good run and they will again have that type of hard fixture, just generally, you know, being a Metro team. But they beat Oakley last year. They they, they beat did. Northern. Yeah, they did. They should have beaten Eastern. Yep, in that if not for second. a big comeback. Yeah. Yep. They pretty much took it to every big team. Yep. And it was off the back of some of these players. And start with Sophie Mackay, who probably won it, probably my number one pick if there was, you know, she'll, she'll be father-daughter, so not sure where she would end up in the draft. But yeah. she's an elite footballer. She's very similar to her sister in the way... They play with Abby just being a real talented mid who can just get the ball out really craftily. She's just a fantastic, consistent performer, Sophie, and that's in her game. Knows how to win the ball out of the contest, but generally around the ground, she's really smart with how she positions herself to get the give and receive and move the ball forward. An agile player that just understands her craft so well. A pure footballer, and that's obviously in the blood terrific and I'm happy as a Carlton person that she'll end up at Carlton's AFLW she's terrific yeah yeah absolutely someone who when you when you watch the game I think what will be really evident with her is in the center her ability to break away from the contest and drive the ball forward that's something that's so evident in her game her ability to win clearances now her game out at Frankston last year her under 17s all-Stars game got her best on ground honours and that adds to what's already a, a really long list of of uh, of honours for her that she achieved in, in 2023. She she also played really well, I thought, in the Vic Metro trial game out at Avalon Airport Oval. So there's a couple of games where yeah. she did play at a higher level than just Coates Talent League and she was able to dominate against the best in the country. So certainly she's one who'll be there or thereabouts early on draft night if it was held tomorrow and obviously they've still got a lot of footy to play but you think she'll just take that natural next step she's one who's really exciting as is Davisi Flockhart another one who's in the Vic Metro summer training hub from the Sandringham Dragons she's a clean smooth moving midfielder who I remember the game against Calder right at the start of the girls season she absolutely dominated and and I think that's where she really took some people by surprise as a dom- as a bottom major what she was able to do on what was a pretty wet day she she looked like she was playing dry weather footy and and was really polished below her knees and and hit all her targets so she's someone who has a lot of potential going into 2024 
terrific kick, really good strength and just terrific in transition in general. She's one that understands the way the game works and, and game structures really well, adapts to any way the coach will set up a game and she'll build her versatility as the year goes on and a general understanding of the game, which is already so good. So exciting times for Daisy and one now who I believe has genuine X factor and I think this was evident all the way back from under 16s level at futures level is Kira Galaminda who has a way of working around inside 50 that just always capitalizes on every opportunity, knows how to hit the scoreboard, a real excitement machine that I think we've only only seen a little bit of what she's capable of and that's already been so, so much. She'll get more midfield time as 2024 goes on, but she's one that will just take a lot of people by surprise on how dangerous and potent she can actually be in her role and she'll work a lot of her opponents to the ground in 2024. Good front and centre inside 50 certainly showed that throughout 2023 and Going down to a Sandy match sim a couple of weeks ago as well, she she looked really good and kicked a couple of goals there where she was kicking goals in that way where she she gets to the fall of the ball and is really clean, is able to evade tacklers and is really opportunistic as well, I'd say. So one to keep an eye on. Scout Howden, another one who's impressed you, a, a winger with a really efficient kick. Yeah, and, and plays the win role really well and, and, and she's really bolted down that craft terrifically as as the years have gone on and that's the role she kind of started in in her 16s year just a really good meters gain player one of the best kicks in the team in general and and a terrific two-way runner so a lot to love with scout didn't play all of 2023 with a bit of injury but i think with a full preseason under her belt and she's a really hard trainer so she'll definitely reap the reward for the way she goes about her football and i think another one that deserves to be in this top five the way she's performed in her preseason and sort of came out of nowhere in 2023 with her football is Olive McLean, played up forward for the majority of the back end of the season, but a really fancy player, clever in front of goals and can capitalize. She'll dig in really hard in 2024 and is committed to, to what she wants, where she wants to be at the end of the year. So very exciting. And I guess the last Two I want to bring up quickly who we've seen a bit of in 2023 and the potential they have. Zari Mildenhall, she's father-daughter linked to St. Kilda, so they'll always they'll generally be a bit of interest with her as the year goes on. Brings a lot of speed and just a super competitive player. And Tiger Daltrey, another one that has a terrific aerobic base, knows how to run the field really, really well, and her kick can generate a lot of drive inside 50. So... I think we should be expecting a lot more from Sandy in 2024. Definitely got a good base, a full year under a new coach in Martha Cantwell. So excited to see where they land at the end of 2024. Yeah, you summed that up really well, Nathan. We'll move to the final Vic Metro Club in the Western Jets this season in yeah in the Western Jets. Um, Sierra Greaves we'll talk about first, obviously an AFL Academy player and she's one who is so strong and if you're going to sum her up in one word, I'd say she's a hunter. She's someone who can impact up forward but when she's in the midfield, her hands in close are really impressive and she's really tenacious, goes hard at the ball and is that real defensive presence that every team wants. 100%. She's, you know, she'll build on that accountability in the midfield as well. She knows how to execute her game and 
and meet the standards of what her team needs. Just a terrific offensive ability as well, I think. So really well-rounded, and I think we'll see the best of her in 2024. She wins clearances as well. Like you say, she's got that offensive side to her game and her when she does win clearances, that's when Western Jets look up and about. She seems to be that barometer for her team that I guess her teammates really look to and she is one that can really inspire her team and inspire some really good performances in 2024. She was excellent in the under-17s game as well. So she's one who I'm really keen to see how she does build because there's going to be a lot of responsibility on her this season. And I guess her main sister for the Western Jets will be Lulu Field, who does have excellent game sense. She's a defender and was playing for Vic Metro as well as a bottom major. So, again, another one who has that clear class and and regard in the talent pathway system. A great distributor and and just has great sprint off halfback and she'll continue to build on that skill set as a halfback but goes about it the right way personality-wise as well. So a lot to like with her on and off the field. Yeah, really good intercepting ability as well. Now, Nathan, you've found out a little bit about Lily Hudson who – is going to be new to the Western Jets program in terms of fully committing in 2024. What can we expect from her? Because some exciting times coming up for her, I understand. Yeah, well, like you said, she's been in and out of the program as the year, years have gone on, and, and she did play late in 2023, but this will be her first full season under the Jets, and she's dominated at local level, and that's where her main football has been on show, where she was leading goal kicker for Williamstown. So, Definitely not afraid to get on the score sheet. And, yeah, she's she's very exciting, has a bit about her. She has the capability as well to play as a key defender or a key forward, and I think we will see that as the year goes on. So exciting to see a lot of Lily in 2024 because, we, we, we you know, we want to see Western build that depth and want to see them get some wins on the board. So those are probably the main three for Western. In terms of others, we should keep our eye on that will come up as the year goes on and, and hope they play some good performances. Yeah, I mean, I guess girls like Hannah Brody, Jess Courtney, or Kennedy, you look at players like that who did get a bit of exposure last year. Can they take a step forward and, and just show some glimpses? Because we know the Western Jets this year, I think they've been pretty upfront about it. That You know, it's it's not as strong the class and the crop of players as what it you know, is in some other years. But they just didn't get as much exposure last year, just the, the way the penny fell. But certainly they've got some overages who are returning. So keep your ears out for that podcast, which will come up come up, come out in a couple of weeks about players who are returning as 19-year-olds, players have gone to VFL and VFLW clubs. And also they've got some bottom ages headed by Alex McBride-Lone who will excite as well. But in terms of 2006-born talent, you're probably looking at Sierra Graves, Lily Field and Lily Hudson if she can really take a big step forward with her footy and translate that local form into the Coates Talent League. That about wraps it up for the Vic Metro edition. Make sure you stay tuned next week where we cover Vic Country's top five players from each club. And as I said at the start of the episode, if you want to go check out the boys version, both those episodes are already out on all your listening and viewing platforms. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to stay tuned next Wednesday at 7 p.m. for our next Vic for the Vic Country episode. Thank you all for watching. Check out our channel for more content and we will see you next week. Oh,
Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North IGA, for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker.